Last Sunday on 1st of May, Luxembourg and the whole of Europe celebrated Labor Day. And this is why this week on Local Matters we focus on work. Work and wages, working conditions for workers in Luxembourg. For today's interview I talked to Jessica Lopez, a co-worker of ASTI, the Association for Migrant Workers, and she also often makes her voice heard for women's rights. So that's why today we focus on female migrant workers in this interview. Thank you, Jessica, for taking the time to be here. Um, you work as a consultant for migrant workers at the ASTI, and in this position you also represent the ASTI for the GIF, Journée Internationale des Femmes, so the Luxembourg's uh, women's rights organization. Can you tell me a bit from your experience, what are the main struggles that migrant workers, especially female migrant workers, experience? Um, yeah, so I think uh, to start with, it's important to make a distinction between European migrant workers and non-European migrant workers. The service I work in is Guichet Info Migrant, which is a service that informs people about the migration law and also provides support in uh, completing files for the immigration. So we mainly work with non-European migrants because European migrants through the Schengen Agreement have um, it a lot easier to work and live in Luxembourg. So they do face challenges such as the language barrier and also the cultural barrier, but there is not this big administrative burden that non-European face. That's why I want to focus really on, on these workers, the non-Europeans, that to be able to work in Luxembourg need a residence and a work permit, which is something very difficult to get. So um, we see a lot of people who reach Luxembourg uh, through another way, maybe with a tourist visa, maybe they asked for asylum or came irregularly to Luxembourg and now work without an authorization, which makes them extremely vulnerable. Um, especially women, I think um, the UN estimates that victims of human trafficking, 80% of victims of human trafficking are migrant women. Probably in Europe it's exclusively or mostly non-European women. In Luxembourg victims of human trafficking have never been uh, European, so all the victims that have been recognized are non-European and mainly women. Um, they are extremely vulnerable to networks such as uh, prostitution networks uh, and all type of um, exploitation through work. And, and what makes them more vulnerable is that if they don't have a residency permit in Luxembourg, it is very difficult for them to, to have rights and to complain when these rights are not respected because they risk expulsion from the country. So uh, we've seen this with... Um, mediatic cases such as the Brazilian lady that complained against um, a violent employer and, and was then invited to leave the country. But there are a lot of non-mediatic cases of victims that don't want to talk or cannot talk um, and, and um, have no ways to make their rights respected. So in uh, comparison to men, what additional struggles do women have especially like um, I imagine if people come here with their families um, 
in an illegal situation, this is not so easy to manage all of this, especially with children. Um, who takes the responsibility in these cases, according to your experience, what you heard from people who seek help at, the, at ASTI? The situation uh, of migrant women is not very different from the situation of women in general when it comes to uh, the burden of care work. So even in the migration experience we see that mostly the care work and, and the care of, of the children but also of the elders and of the, the sick or vulnerable within the family because in the migration context you will often also see that there are people um, who migrate because they have health problems. So th the burden of, of the care falls on, on women generally. It is very rare that we see men, for example, migrate with small children alone when it's very, very common to see women traveling with children alone. That is something that we see very regularly, especially in the African context, where we see a lot of African women traveling alone with the children. So these are really women who take all the care work at home and, and all the responsibilities over their, their, their children. Another um, difference between men and women is clearly the risk of sexual exploitation for professional purpose but also at home and it's very difficult uh, for these women to defend themselves so exploitation through work is something that happens for both women and men men may be more in um, construction and like the hard physical labor and women a lot uh, unfortunately in the sexual exploitation context if we speak about care work, at GIF you advocate a lot for the recognition of care work. So all this work that mostly women do at home in their families, in their households, um, to maintain the household. Has anything changed recently? Has the situation improved? I don't think that there are very important substantial changes in terms of laws that have happened. What I think is um, a real result of our work is the fact that care work has become a word people understand and a concept people understand. And this is something important to start with. What do we talk about when we say care work? And this is something that has really started to become common, to listen to the news or read an article and to see people refer to care work. We now know what it is. And, and this is already a very big success. The substantial changes in terms of laws is something that we will need. This is a long-term fight. Care work is something that is extremely important to sustain our societies uh, and this was very visible during the Covid uh, outbreak. We have a collective way to see things such as health and education and we recognize that these are things that are important for, for everyone and, and that needs to be collectivized in a sense that the responsibility for education or for the health is not an individual responsibility and this is something that needs to happen with care work as well. And, and the fact that we, we named it in the Luxembourgish context and defined it is already um, a very big step ahead. What would you say what needs to happen or what would you wish to happen to improve the situation, especially of migrant female workers? 
One of our main demands in ASTI, and I think it's really the most important and, and the one that needs to be underlined over and over again, is that when uh, a woman or a man complains at the police for violence or exploitation through work, uh, the person has to have the guarantee that it's not going to be denounced at immigration. This happens in the context of health, for example, when you go as a person without papers to the doctor, the doctor has the obligation of the secrecy in the sense that the, the doctor cannot call the police to say I have a person here that has no papers. The same happens with children that are under school obligation, so a child that has no papers can go to school without risking to inform the immigration and they need to apply exactly the same in the context of complaints for violence or exploitation, otherwise uh, we will not be able to incentivize people to complain. Thank you Jessica Lopez for telling us about your view on female migrant workers and the situation here in Luxembourg. And in case you tuned in a bit late and want to listen to this interview again, you can of course do so on our podcast on ourcityradio.com.